Hello friend. Welcome to Almost Cancelled everyone, I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are of course going to talk about Mr. Robot Season 3, Episode 4. It's called Eps 3.3 underscore metadata dot part 2. So, uh, full spoilers for the episode, as always. Part 2 sounds familiar, I think I actually know that one. Well, I don't know it, but I've heard yeah. of it. Okay. I do like how last season we were going through them all. It's like, do we know this one? Uh, this is, we haven't bothered us, I know. We were just, they're, they're beyond our knowledge. Nah, they're, they're really specific. Like, I think last season it was all stuff that hackers would use and things. Uh, it was also with encryption, wasn't it? Yeah, and then this year, who knows what they're using. But I, I want to say part two is kind of like a different type of RAR file. But I could, I mean, I could be complete bullshit. I don't, I don't I'm know. intrigued. It's, it sounds kind of like a RAR file, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. It, it does. Uh, so yeah, so I've got our notes as we've been doing with this season, and we're going to we're going to dig in scene by scene as we have. Uh, was there any corrections from last week? I don't think there was. I was trying to just to think if there was anything from last week that I had to clear up. I don't think so. I, th I think I think I think last week was straightforward enough. Yeah, no one felt the need to correct us on a bunch of stuff, so that's okay. That's cool. Uh, of course, I'm saying that I bet there was one, and that that one person who commented is like, "God damn you assholes!" I said that. Oh, definitely. Uh, I mean, I, I know I had people backing me up on the lumberjack comment. What oh, oh, yeah, your stupid, weird Swedish stereotype thing, which, and someone's like, yeah, well, seventy-five percent of Sweden's actually trees, so, you know. <laughs> yes, I felt I felt smug. All right, fine, fine. People in Sweden are more likely to be able to chop wood than people outside of Sweden. Sure, it's colder; they need more firewood. Exactly. <laughs> so let's get into it so th this episode I, I feel like was really playing on the emotional connection between Elliot and Darlene I think that was the big takeaway I had when, when yeah, I finished more, this more than ever yeah uh, it was really playing on that uh, obviously other things came into it it was definitely more of a regular episode than that other characters appeared and plots are moving forward uh, but that was definitely the, the big sort of core theme that I was getting so we start the episode on a train, as well, you know, we've had so many scenes in this show on the trains uh, going around the city, and Darlene's zoned out, she's got her sunglasses on, and she might even be kind of asleep, <laughs> and she kind of like comes to, she's like sort of waking up, and her wallet's missing, and she's looking around the train, and there's like, you know, there's an old woman knitting, there's like a, there's like a college guy who's just kind of like zoned out himself, he's, you know, barely awake, uh, but there's one one person who's kind of like, you know, up and alert and could potentially be a culprit. Stood by the door. Stood by the door, wanting to make a hasty exit. Uh, yeah. This girl who's, you know, late teens, early 20s, whatever. And, Joe's fine, did you recognise this actress? Should I have done? I recognised her, and I'm like, man, she seems really familiar. And she should seem really familiar, because this is the third or fourth show I've went, I recognise her, and her appearances are just piling up at this point. She was in Defenders, she was in The Deuce, she was in The OA. All small roles... But she was in all of them. Did she have brightly coloured hair in those other ones? Because that might be what's throwing me off. No, I think she had dark hair in the other ones. But I think that's what's throwing me off on this one. But I, I knew her face. I was like, damn, I know her. And when I looked her up, I'm like, yeah, because I remember looking her up when I thought I recognised her in the deuce. And she had just been in Defenders. And she was in the way already. So she's just piling up. Like, So we'll see her in all five times before the next time next year, I'm sure. And Probably. various things. She, she's building a career for herself. I like the idea that every time you see her, you go, I'm sure she's familiar. And you go and look her up. And uh, yeah. You know, the time where you finally go, oh, it's her. That's when she's made it. I feel that's like it. I feel like this is the, the turning point, though. Where now I'm going to be like, that's her. It's the one that always shows up. 
No, it might be. Yeah. It has to be. Is, is that the new bar for success? When, when, when we go, I know her without looking her up. That's it. You've made it then. You're, you're, you're in the big leagues. <laughs> I, I don't know if big leagues is the right word. I'd know her name if she was big leagues. But, <laughs> but, All right. You're, yeah. you're in the leagues. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. You're, you're at least in the minors. Like, I'm recognizing your face. You, you got something going. Uh, and she comes up and she, Darlene's like, hey, like you're not a very good pickpocket. Like, you're the only person. You're over here. You're going to make a quick exit. Just give me it back. I'm going to make a fuss. Just... Just give it back, and initially she's like, "Oh, you know, you're crazy. Yeah, you know, you're some crazy person bothering me in the train. Go away." But she persists, and like the girl pulls out the the wallet, and Darlene just says, "There's a there's a photograph and there's a there's a Polaroid. Uh, take it out." It's like, "Well, I didn't take it. And just no, take it out." And the girl pulls out the the photo. She says, "Was that so hard?" And she takes it. And she's like, "Well, you don't want your wallet back. You don't want it back." And she's like, "Nah, you can have it. It's yours." I stole from you first anyway. And I stole from her over there and I stole from him. Everything since nine five, that's my fault. And I'm like, man, like this is you know, this is clearly where her headspace was at. That's why she was yeah. so zoned out. She she and, is and, in such a place and, of guilt. And then she tells her that she killed someone. And yeah, she tells this is her getting everything off her chest. And I love that at the end of that, after she says that she killed someone, the train stops, she puts the sunglasses on, you know, back on like she started the episode, and it's like, Okay, the shield's back up, I'm hiding again. But for a moment, for a shining moment, I got to tell a stranger everything I'd done. And I like the idea that she knows that a stranger can't just go and tell someone because she just pickpocketed her. I mean, yeah. sure, it's not that big a crime in the grand scheme of things compared to what she's just admitted. Yeah, but she's just not going to. Yeah, she's not going to go and turn herself in to you know, say, oh, that's this crazy chick on the train confessed yeah. to murdering someone. Also, I don't know if it was subconscious that I'd just seen her in the deuce and, you know, not realising it. Uh -huh. But that moment where she puts on the shades and walks out felt like, you know, the opening music bit of the deuce where it comes oh, out. Like, it felt the, like one of those the shots. The bass. The bass guitar yeah, comes yeah, in. Yeah. 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 It felt like exactly like one of those shots. <laughs> I see what you mean, actually. Yeah, so I, so I just wrote down, like, she was getting all, all this off her chest and then the sunglasses, well, the, you know, the, the guard was coming back up, right? It's time to hide again. And she gets she gets to go off. And it's just it's how much this is weighing on her. And that's the big theme of this episode is how much the guilt, not only of 5-9 specifically, but what she's doing to Elliot is weighing on her. Uh, yeah, so, so. A lot of this is about justifying why she's working with the FBI. Beyond just, you know, what we'd seen already, this is you're really telling us why she's actually trying. Yeah, yeah. And also I think this episode's about her meeting maybe some middle ground where she doesn't have to feel as like she's still doing something right, but she doesn't necessarily have to... Do something she's going to live with regret for the rest of her life, like, uh, and yeah. we'll, I think we'll talk about maybe what those options are as we get through some of these scenes. So we actually go back to the the FBI safe house, which is funny because it's been two weeks since that cliffhanger because we had the the Tyrell flashback tangent last week. Yes. So we find out that that electrical van that that Dom was looking at, uh, Elliot's standing right behind it, waiting, and I thought that was really funny. It was just kind yeah, of funny that she nice can almost bit. sense he was there, and then. There he is. Uh, also, I noted, because this is a very sort of tense sequence, like, you know, we see him actually get into the, the apartment. Uh, the FBI are actually in the apartment above where Darlene lives. And uh, they're looking at him on the camera, as we've seen set up in the last one, uh, and so on and so forth. As this is all happening, and, like, okay, where's Darlene? They try phoning her, and, like, the phone's in the apartment with Elliot, and she's like, shit, 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 the crazy bitch didn't take her phone with her, God damn it. She's annoyed at her. And Darlene's who, who walking home. Who leaves the phone? Who goes out without a phone? Someone who wants to be disconnected. Right, but... Given, just... given Darlene's mood in that first scene, she clearly did not want to be in contact with No, I with get anyone. it. It just, it, it just feels like it's just so strange for anyone to go out without a phone, regardless, even if that, that, that's the case. 
No, I, I get it in this context. She wants, she wants to go off grid, literally. You can be tracked with a phone. You can all these things can be with a phone. She, she's completely on her own headspace when she's out there on her own. Uh, but this whole time, like she's coming home, and uh, I, I actually noted down: Am I watching Whiplash or uh, Birdman? Because there's just drums going off constantly. I love these drums and the music. It's okay. I, I don't love oh, the, no, the harsh they, drums they as much as you do. So well. Uh, no, it's effective, and I, I like that they don't stop until Darlene enters the apartment. As soon as she opens the door, silence. Yeah. Uh, so, so really nice, really nice build up. And of course, the, the other FBI guys like, hey, like, well, he's not that useful anyway. You know, we're about to burn our bridges. You know, the, the whole sting, the whole her being like a mole. We, the, that's all about to go away as soon as he realizes anything. But she jumps outside and is like, hey, he's in the apartment. Don't blow your cover. Yeah, <laughs> and just don't, walks don't look at me. Yeah, all, all very spy-like and sort of like. And of course, the whole time I'm thinking, is this Elliot or is this Mr. Robot? And I think they play it up as well because when she walks in and he's just sitting, at the, he's sitting at the dining table and it's all, you know, low light and she walks in and he's sitting there and the way he's even talking to her, it's very, you know, uh, like suggestive. It's like, oh, why are you watching me? Why, you know, it's like the way he's asked, answering, asking the questions is like, that could be him. Yeah, it could be. It could be. And she even questions, is this you? Um, and it's actually, obviously says, no, it is me, like, whatever. But the moment where he really kind of realises that how scared she is is when you're not going to hurt me again. And his reaction to that, I thought, was very telling. It was like, no, he's, like, horrified at the idea that she's scared yeah. of him because of, because of him. I think that's the moment where I'm like, no, okay, this is Elliot. Yeah, Up till that point, yeah. even, even, like, you know, because this goes on for quite a while. Up till that moment. I'm still like, okay, they could still play this either way. I had I had leanings, but you know, they yeah. could have played it off and I would have wouldn't have doubted it. But as soon as that happened, I was like, No, this is Elliot. Yeah. Yeah, it was Elliot's reaction to that 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 statement. Um yeah. and of course he says, It's me and I love that Darlene's response to that is coming from you, that's a complicated statement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so 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 good. Um So what's that last line I've written down? He's working with her, isn't he? Oh yeah, that's what Darlene says to to him about Mister Robot. Uh, yeah. She says, "Oh, he's working with her, isn't she?" Because it's, it's something that it's actually very easy to forget, and I was kind of like been reminded of this throughout this episode, is that Elliot right now doesn't actually know what Mister Robot's up to. He doesn't know that he's working with Angela or the Dark Army or Tyrell to do all this stuff. And sure, Darlene's like, uh, you know, later on she's like, "Oh, is he working with Tyrell?" And he's like, "I think he is. He has to be." But I'm like, "Yeah, he doesn't actually know." Like. Elliot's yeah. so in the dark for all this stuff um, and I thought that was fascinating but the idea that they're going to work together to get uh, and I, I think here as well like Darlene she's like oh yeah I'm, I'm spying on you like I hacked your computer and planted the bug because you weren't telling me anything like she plays it off that way and that's how she kind of gets out of it but I, I like that here she she goes to work with him he's like I need to show you something and she goes she's like she wants to help she wants to feel close to her brother uh, because of all the guilt that's, that's, that's going through her right now so uh no, very strong start to the episode. I thought uh, all this uh, safe house stuff was yeah, nothing was but pure character stuff. So we go over to the Red Wheel Barrow. Um, we got Irving, who's enjoying some ribs for breakfast, which he Made points me out. Really is, want some ribs. He points out that that's a bit weird, but he's, you know they're just so tasty. He can't help himself. I'm, I'm on him with that one. You know, I, I don't don't care if it's weird. If they're, if they're good, I want them. I'm not going to argue. Uh, <laughs> so he, he's got Angela, he's giving us some updates, sort of staff meeting, as he puts it. Uh, 
he's like, yeah, okay, so the timeline's been moved up, White Rose wants this all done, phase two is to go through in 10 days' time on September 29th, and now we know we're in 2015 as well. I don't think the date's overly important, I think the fact that it's 10 days, that we've got this, this truncated I, schedule. I agree, but I think it's more just, a, it's letting us time where we are, because, you know, it's been a bit hazy as to, okay, just how much time's passed, and here's just, you know, okay, we're in September. Yeah, because I think later on, uh, Tyrell mentions they've been working in this like at nights for six weeks. Like that's how long maybe yeah. Elliot's been working at E Corp and we've been doing this sort of behind behind his back kind of yeah. thing. Uh, but you know, uh, also I think time's important because you know, you know, we're, we're, even if we're not going to have time travel per se, the fact that we're talking about the themes of time travel, we're talking about the ideas of these things, the idea of constantly being aware of time in case something funny does happen with it is you know in, important. I agree. If that, you know, like it's uh, the idea of, okay, we know September 29th. If we hear something else at some point, we know something's been changed somewhere. Yeah, potentially. And if nothing else, the whole idea of White Rose's thing about time and being accurate and specific uh, yeah. means that we have to at least be somewhat aware of it. Even, you know, I might never remember September 29th unless I actually make a point of going and look, looking at my notes again. But. Uh, but again, maybe it'll be like five nine. It'll be like a memorable moment in time. It's like no, that's. A... I think yeah, that that that's kind of what it's supposed to be. I think once it happens. Yeah. Angela is doubtful. She's like, hmm. Ten days. That's a lot of you. You know, all all these shipping problems. We have to move everything back. It's you know, it's going to be tough. But she's like, no, we can do it. We'll we'll pull it off. But she also she asks Irving. It's like, hey, just to double check, we're going to have an emergency evacuation in the building, right? So that no one's inside when we do our thing. Because Angela, of course, not being an evil character, doesn't actually want anyone to get killed. And Irving's response was not very encouraging to me. No. You know, he was kind of, he's munching on his ribs. He's like, yeah, just you know, make sure it's done by that date and we'll, we'll, we've taken care of it. It's fine. Also, you know, part of her plan to fix things, you know, we'll, we'll get to a little bit later, just, just want to mention it here where we're talking about people being in the building. Yeah. You know, she said, okay, so we'll get the trucks cover the east and we'll bring planes in from the west. And, you know, I, you know, I was talking a couple of weeks ago about Darlene in the plane crash. And, yeah. <laughs> and you were saying, but why is she on a plane? Now, my question is, what if the final plane just crashes into the building and she's in there? All right, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah why is Darlene in the the, the, the recovery centre though Dom's brought her along for whatever reason uh, maybe I don't know I don't know you, you're jumping you're jumping to I am I am these, jumping but I heard but... planes and I don't know I've, I've just got an ominous feeling this episode later on she's legitimately looking up you know flights to a different country and you're adding in this whole theory about planes flying into buildings that she's in well, yeah, but yeah, but the, the the flights to different country that was that was Budapest. That was just you know that was being like oh no she's missing the the boyfriend. Oh yeah, but oh sure sure that's getting an emotional impact because of that. But what I'm saying is if this this is all done, we think everything's okay, and she takes a flight somewhere because she wants to get away. Well, if like someone in the dark army's decided, yeah, we want to take her out, and and that's yeah, you know so it's like no to make it look unsuspicious, we'll just do the whole plane. Yeah, no, that's the easy way of doing it, but well, easy. Well, I mean, in a plot perspective, that's the easier way. Yeah, sure, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, but of course, I'm not convinced by his answer. It doesn't sound like he really... You know, it sounds like we, we established last week, Irving will, you know... Yeah, I'll tell you what you want to hear. Yeah, yeah, he'll, he will make the pitch so that you will buy whatever he's selling. In this case, it's just the idea that, yeah, what you want is what you're going to get, so just you keep doing your job. So I don't trust him. Uh, then the conversation got really interesting for me, though. Because Angela... Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, did White Rose show you it? 
It's like, yeah. yeah. Do you believe in it? And then his response to that question, because obviously we're thinking, right, it's whatever he's building, perhaps. You know, that's maybe the obvious thing to jump to. By the way, it's whatever convinced her to work with White Rose, right? Certainly that's where we can definitely say for sure. And he's like, hey, look at technology these days. Like, so many things are possible. I mean, hell, look at these ribs. Like, do you think they could cook them this good 100 years ago? Everything's possible. And I'm like, they're not like, say oh it's definitely something completely insane but the way he, the way they're talking here it's like yeah wh- whatever white rose is, com- is claiming he's going to be able to accomplish is next level stuff regardless of what it's, it is yeah it's definitely outside of the realms of current technology yes um and i thought that was i thought that was but, interesting i mean it's interesting that whatever it is is clearly either it's either feasible enough that we can believe that it be done or it's it's really quite out there. That's why she's going. Do you believe? And whatever White Rose's plans come out, so they look that convincing. That's like, no, this looks real. Which is where it comes to these insane ideas of you know, if it's not time travel or alternate realities or whatever, it's where they come from. Because I feel like most things, even if it's just like a step above like where we are currently and technologically speaking, like you still be able to believe it. You wouldn't necessarily say, oh, that's bullshit. That can't happen. You go, oh, I understand how we could get to that point. Like. Let's say, I don't know, just for I argument's do. sake, um, I don't know, nanotechnology. You understand the concept of nanotechnology. And you, he comes to you and says, oh, we've made a breakthrough, and now we can use nanotechnology to uh, go out and fix, like, wounds right. and stuff or whatever. Like, and, like, and, and, and the question is as well, what can it be that's, you know, still next level that's feasible that will convince her and to, to make up for what happened to the parents? Yeah. Because that's the crux still. It's got to fix things. That was what she was talking about before. Yeah, which is where we get into all our crazy theories. And it's you know, it's why we go down all these... And like, like we say, all of our talk about alternate realities and time travel, that could all be purely thematic and to get our brains thinking and not literally what's actually going to happen uh, when yes, stuff exactly. happens. But, uh, so yeah, very interesting. Uh, so then we go to Elliot's... Uh, and Darlene's there. We see that he's like wrecked the place to try and look for more bugs and stuff. He's like, was it? And she's like, was that him? He's like, no, that was me. I had to make sure that I wasn't. Yeah, bugged. Did a deep cleaning. Yeah. He referred to it as. Yeah. So yeah. So he mentions Tyrell. She asked about. It. I was like, yeah, I think he is, but doesn't know. And again, I mentioned why I think that's quite cool and interesting. Um, mm. but yeah. So she's like, why don't you just turn them in? Like, just give all this information over to the FBI. Tell them about who you were working with and what you do know. And he's like. There's something inside me. I want to see where this leads. There's something inside me that can't let this go. And it's like... Now, obviously, you could read that as he just means Mr. Robot, but I don't think he does. I, th- I think no. he means something inside him. Keeping them as two distinct people. And I, I, I feel the same. Like It's it's this social obligation that he's been talking about. He's like, no, he like, you know, he feels like he has to do this himself. Just hand it over to the FBI. No, not, not even just enough. that. What I was thinking was like the same reason why Angel is tempted by whatever White Rose has shown her. Like, mm. Would it also tempt him if he knew what it was? Like, is that what this curiosity is deep down? That he has to see where this leads? Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. He has to know. No, I can see it. I, I don't know, just, uh, it's kind of, because again, we, we spoke uh, back in episode one or two of this season how they both have this same same past. They both lost a parent to the same thing, yeah. um, and obviously Angela, while still messed up, is de- dealt with it psychologically much better than Elliot. It's <laughs> clearly, I mean, up up to a point. Well, um, assuming of course that this is purely psychological and it wasn't an effect based on anything that happened back then. You know, from 
Because we, yes. we know Mr. Robot, or his dad, I shouldn't say Mr. Robot, his dad was working uh, in relation to this White Rose project. Uh, yes. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um, but yeah, so they basically set this idea up uh, of a sting operation where Darlene's going to like hide next door, because he's got a key to Shelley's apartment, which is empty, because uh, the landlord just never changes the locks and he still has a key. And it's like, no, you're going to wait and see if I like go out as miss him during the night and follow him and see where it goes. Let's see if we can find Tyrell, find what else is going on. And I'm like, oh, this is exciting. I like this. I like this just as a, a fun setup to like, this is going to tail him when he doesn't know, when he's set it up, but he doesn't know because it's a different person. I, I love that. Yeah, it's just, it's just a fun concept. It's just good stuff. Um, and I guess it's a, it's a really sweet moment, actually. And again, this idea of Darlene's guilt, she wants to help. Because keep in mind that this is all followed on from him showing up at the apartment, so the FBI couldn't follow him because she had to keep her cover. So she's kind of off-grid right now, as far as surveillance is concerned. And she's like, oh, I'm always going to be there for you. I'm, you know, you're my brother. And she hugs him. And there's this sweet music starts playing. I really like this music that was playing uh, during this scene. That's really sort of sweet end to it. Um, and he says to her, whatever he does, it's not me. And yeah. she's like, I know. And it's, it's this really sweet moment. And what I love about it is she is knowingly having two lives right now she's she's you know she's she's this is what she's like with elliot but she's secretly working for the fbi and it's almost stinging her even more because unlike elliot with mr robot she does know what the other yes, like, this, is her this is her yeah, yeah. exactly uh, and i think that's that just, it's just I, good character work i have to be honest this is one of the the moments where i really believe that darling's gonna die because it feels like you know it's doing that thing it's like Okay, they're being too nice. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen too soon. But no, I think this season. Season ender, yeah. Season yeah. ender, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm there. Although, there was a moment where I thought it might have been this episode, like towards the end. Oh sure. Um, but no, uh, I wasn't actually thinking it so much in this scene, but there was a more obvious one. Yeah. Later, uh, <laughs> we'll talk about it. <laughs> Uh, so moving on, we cut to a random apartment where there's this this dude sitting watching TV, and then he's checking out the curtain. The phone rings, and then the police, the FBI, break in and arrest. He puts on a, an F society mask. We see there's a camera in the room, and I'm like, this dude's just a patsy. Like right oh, away, yeah, it's so clear. Right, he's just waiting for him. right away. I'm like, and I, I was thinking back to last episode. You know how he was, you know. Uh, Zhang was telling the, the 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 TV show host guy to start spinning it so that you know it's the FCC that came from Iran. I'm like, this is part. I don't think the TV guy set this up, but I think this is an aid of that. Like the TV guy's on TV spinning this story, but then this is going to be like a that this guy who's obviously Dark Army, who's you know we've seen that they're willing to kill themselves before getting caught. So yeah. clearly, I think he's willing to go to prison and pretend that he's behind the FCC. And, yeah, they you know, they, they even you know remind us of that. Uh, yeah. Dom and her partner are like, yeah, well. Yeah, if if he's dark army, why didn't he just off himself? Yeah, he keeps arguing with the letter about like we shouldn't dig into this and that. White Rose is just a myth, and all I could think was, you're the idiot who opened that RAR file that got got you tracked by one random hacker dude. So you know maybe you shouldn't be, be making the yeah. decisions in this who team. Who does that? Oh my god! Who, I wouldn't do who, it. <laughs> you don't click on links that you don't know what they are. That's like Internet Security 101. I mean, what is this guy, my mother? <laughs> Or Connor's mother, or all of our mothers, because we, we all we all have this problem. We, we do, we do. We all know just, we do. Just don't click on links that you don't know what they are. It's not hard. And I feel like if you're in the FBI, one, you should pretty know that anyway. If you're in the FBI, but two, if you're assigned onto a case to do with hackers, 
you should really be given like a little, you know, let's get you up to speed on basic security. So then we go to E Corp uh, after this scene with the the F Society, you know, fake F Society dude, and we have Elliot who's uh, you know at his desk, he's doing his thing, and he's basically theorizing with himself. He's kind of questioning like kind of what we're already talking about with the Darlene scene, where he's like, you know, why didn't I tip off the FBI? You know, if I had just been killed when Tyrell shot me, like, would that stop Mr. Robot? Would that stop Phase 2? Would it stop all this stuff? I don't think it would, but he's, you know, I can see why he's thinking that, why he's pondering it. Uh, So, you know, and he even kind of admits, like, you know, I could just tip off the FBI and I could go back to my my IKEA furniture, my new TV, and live a normal life. And it's like, part of him's like, but does he kind of like that life? Does he want the adventure? Does he want to feel more important? Oh, definitely. I think... He lived with that life for, what was it, we established six weeks. And it was just too mundane. Even pretending to do it was mundane. And he kind of got bored. I don't think he could do it for real. Yeah, and he, that was still while he was sneaking all this, this stuff at work. Right, you know, yeah, but, but we were still seeing it, you know, day yeah. in, day out, just how it was the same thing, how boring it was. So Angela comes up and she's clearly having a glance at his computer screen. So I'm going to look at that later. And she's like, are you coming to the office party tonight? Uh, which harkens back to season one because I remember I think it was her birthday, but it was a there was a party. It was a party, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, sure, wouldn't miss it." And I, I love how it goes to his narration, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot being in an office job meant you have to go to these stupid things." Yeah, I, I do as well. You know, when she sees what's on the screen, she's like, "Oh, what's that?" And he he comes up with some utter rambly bullshit as to what it is, and then it cuts into his narration. He's just like. Yeah, this is awful. She's not buying this. <laughs> and you just see her face. She's like, oh, okay. And, and obviously we're like, yeah, she's not buying it. Yeah. Because we know she's got her own secrets. She's got her own motivations. Right, exactly. and, uh... He doesn't know that. And he still knows she's not buying it. Yeah. Uh, and then the scene ends with the douchebag who sits next to him. As Angela walks away, he says, you've got to pound that ass. There's a few other bits. But my favorite part. Of... Join, join me in P Town. P Town, yeah. But my my whole my favorite thing was actually how he ends it because for some reason he's like, I need you on this, and then rolls back into his he's like, why do you need him on this? Like it's a group activity where they they all have to the bang the ladies at the office. I, I, I... Maybe he's a plant and he's just trying to get Elliot distracted from doing the shipping stuff. Like stop him <laughs> fighting, just just keep him keep him occupied at work. Doing regular stuff. No, I think I genuinely believe that this guy's just this awful. He's just a dick, yeah. I, yeah. Know, I, I, I think that's that's what I've come to. I'm sitting here hoping he's a plant from the Dark Army. Because that would make more sense. He'd be more likable if this was a if this was a, <laughs> an act rather than he's just actually this much of a douchebag. Exactly. Yeah. I'm happier to believe that the Dark Army people exist than this prick. No, no I'm, I'm with you. Uh, so we've got the FBI, Dom and her partner uh, talking to this guy, and he just doesn't say anything. She asks, you know, do you know Elliot? Do you know Darlene? Do you know all this, these people? The only time he reacts at all is the name White Rose, and all he does is kind of look to the side. It's just, you know, it's just a little reaction, just a little bit of acknowledgement. And then he's like, F Society. And that's basically it. Um, that's the whole scene. So, moving swiftly on, uh, we have... Elliot and Darlene. Uh, so basically, he's coming home after the party, and I actually didn't note down. I thought this was—I was almost surprised we didn't get a scene at the party. Yeah, I was almost surprised we didn't get a scene of him being awkward. Even if it was just like one moment, like of just him just standing there holding a drink, just looking so out of place. Oh, I get yeah, and I think they know it was it that we haven't seen it like that's. So they made a really obvious point of addressing it, being like, "No, this has already happened. You're not seeing it, even though we normally yeah. would show you." I wonder what the what the decision was there. 
maybe just time maybe i don't know i feel like just just to have one shot like going past him at a party just a really awkward transition just to sort of show us right he's been through this it just it felt weird that they mentioned it like oh i guess he's already been at the party i, I wonder okay. if they just thought it'd be redundant we've seen him in social functions True. before we know how bad it is for him and they can address it in a line with darlene uh, and we, so we know we're not missing anything then I'm just thinking of like you know how like sometimes they'll, they'll go through like a quick montage of him doing different things. I, I can just see in my head just one shot of the camera, just pying across the room. He's just in the middle of the pan, and the douchebag standing next to him talking about chicks. No, uh, no, I'm with it. I wonder it, if it was you know like a, I mentioned I had this conscious effort to make this season a little bit shorter episodes wise, like each episode to be a little bit shorter than they were kind yeah. of typically running last season, and this was a shorter. It was only like forty five. 46 minutes maybe so maybe it was just to do with that just to keep these these extraneous things out one shot that's all i'm saying <laughs> yeah but if you do that for everything it adds up there was nothing else that felt missing though this was just the only one that felt kind of weird that we just didn't see any of it uh that's not a big deal i don't actually care but it just it felt weird um yeah. so yeah so he she's like she's like okay right so we're ready to go and she's all set this, this is um, you know, she. I, I think this was when she was in looking at her. Oh, so it's not. Sorry, that was later on. She was looking at her Budapest thing. Uh, yeah, it comes after. But she, he's like, oh, maybe we should get a signal so you know if it's actually me when I'm when I'm leaving instead. Of, you know, instead of him. And she's like, well, you could just tell me because he won't know to tell me. And he's like, oh, that's good. Yeah, and I thought that was interesting. It's this idea of um, like Elliot making things more complicated than they need to be. Like he doesn't just see the obvious choice to do something. He has to dress it up and turn it into a hacking problem, almost. Yeah, I think you, you can go back to that with the, you know, the, why doesn't he just give it to the FBI? Because it's, mm. it's too easy. He, want, he wants the challenge, and, you know, it's the same way we're talking about why he doesn't, you know, he, he doesn't want to go back to the mundane life, because he likes the challenge, he likes doing this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's like, oh, I just need to go walk the dog before, you know, I need to go walk Flipper before I go to bed. And she's like, oh, come with. And again, I think this is... I think partly it's she knows that she's losing him soon once this is all said and done, so she wants to spend time with him. I think it's also the guilt. I think it's all these things, and she, she goes walking the dog with him. Um, and this is where it gets really obvious that she's probably going to die. Yeah. <laughs> because we have a conversation about a vengeance pact, where if the Dark Army kill one of them, the other one has to get revenge. And I feel like... Now, this could be an obvious misdirect. It really could be, because it is so on the nose. But I, I can just envision, like, after her death, like, and Elliot knows that it was a dark army, I can see that conversation playing again in his head, and that being such a driving force, because I feel like Elliot typically, I mean, he has motivations, and he has, like, directions that he goes in, but sometimes he's so confused about them. I like the idea that if this happens, and, like, the dark I'll army does kill focus. her. Yeah, like, he'll be the most focused Elliot we've ever seen, because he he never wavers I, from it. Like, he has to get vengeance I think that's her. why I can see it happen at the end of the season, because it'll be like, no, that's it. He he. Th then the the next season is not just to stop what he's put in motion, which is you know, but he's questioning right now whether he even needs to do that, whether he needs to do this. Yeah, or whether he wants to, I guess as well. Right, but if 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 they've killed her, it's like, well, no. Now I'm I'm go coming to get them. I'm going to stop them, not just because it's the right thing to do, but because of that. And I wonder, like, yeah, is that the most in control Elliot we ever see? Like, is he suddenly like? It is Mr. Robot shaking in his boots, because right now it's this complicated 50-50 thing where he's not in control all the time, and they can't be there at the same time. Like, does this, like, even, you know, tip the balance even further in Elliot's direction, where it's him most of yeah, the time, and yeah. he's... Uh, I mean, I think that's the, the only guarantee I have for season four, I think, is that 
the the dynamic between Elliot and Mr. Robot will be different again because obviously every season so far has had a completely different dynamic. Hmm. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Um. But hey, so yeah, Vengeance Pact. Um, and our girl, our girl rises again. He because he he apologizes. He's like, oh, I I'm sorry. I've been like shunning you for the past six weeks. Like I I shouldn't do that. You're my sister. I should be there for you. Um, I should have believed you. Is the exact sentence he uses. Yes. And uh, she. And if the Vengeance Pact wasn't enough, you go, okay, now this is far too nice. One of them has to die. And she immediately hugs him. She immediately feels the urge. She has to hug him after because again, it's guilt. She yeah. knows she's deceiving him, and he's just said, "I should have believed you." It's all there. It's, it's super there. But again, this is still off the grid. This is still away from Dom and the FBI. No one's seeing this. Like this is kind of personal and private. This is just them. Yeah, I mean, uh, we we get a point of the fact that she doesn't tell Dom any of these conversations. Uh, you know, like the the one in the safe house specifically. Mm. Where Elliot was had the the jammer, for lack of a better word. Yeah, uh, come back to the FBI. This is where Dom's partner's like, "Yeah, oh, White Rose is a myth. Yeah, let's not bring that up. You shouldn't be talking about that." Uh, and I don't think he's working for Dark Army. Like, uh, no, I think I think he's just a stupid prick. He, yeah. I mean, he clicked on that link. <laughs> yeah, he's I, not I, like, I believe he's just stupid. He's not like Santiago. I think this is just like that. He he's just a sheep who believes that the the. the 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 narrative that is being spinned by everyone else where no white rose is a myth that doesn't exist in the dark army yeah sure they're dangerous but they're not you know they're, they're different than what we think they are and they're they're this and they're this yeah um, it's like, ah, these le- these groups don't even have leaders there's obviously dom's like no this one's different yeah. he's just not having any of it and he's like yeah this guy can be dark army because he'd have killed himself and obviously we're like yeah but that's just that's the point he's, he's trying to prove that he's not by not doing that yeah <laughs> I, I like that they addressed it though. That was a good point mm. to bring up, and I think you know, and, and to be argued against in consideration. Yeah, and I, I think I think Dom, like, yeah, she recognizes that point, but it still feels off to her, which it should, because we know it's off. It's off to us. Yeah, it's it's why Dom's extremely relevant, even though she's like she's kind of hunting our heroes still. You know, you know, like our hero is Elliot, and she's she is against him, right? I don't think forever. Kind of. yeah. I, hon- I honestly think Elliot and Dom will team up eventually that, that that's why i said right now yeah i feel like that's eventually um because i actually think i think dom will feel bad if darlene does die right i think dom is also going to feel bad and we'll get to maybe why it'll lead there uh, yeah. in a little bit but uh so we go back to darlene she's looking up flights in budapest as, as we said earlier she's feeling you know missing cisco this is kind of the thing that she might do afterwards um and we had a really cool transition where she hears Elliot coming out the door and she looks through the peephole and she sees him leaving and then it cuts back to her and it goes back through the, the peephole and it's Mr. Robot. It was a really nice little, it's a little touch. Um, and, you know, the chase is afoot, as, as one might say. I, I really like that shot and the idea that for so much of the first, you know, two seasons, we were everything was through Elliot's perspective. We were completely in mm. his head. But these times where we see Mr. Robot like this, it feels like we're with the other people. Like, we're like, no, we recognize that you're Mr. Robot at the same time they do. And I think what's interesting to that, to me is that all these other characters feel a lot more fleshed out than they ever have. I feel like we've gotten to know them much better through these kind of yeah other viewpoints. It, yeah, it's, it's the same for, like, Angela. Like, you know, we, we see when she does, like, when she sees it's Elliot or, or Mr. Robot, we see the same. Where there's no ambiguity for us when there isn't for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is great because obviously she's not seeing Christian Slater it's just the idea that she knows it's him she knows it's that one yeah. that she's and, and it's at. just to tell us that no, we know that everyone here knows yeah uh, so 
obviously there's a nice nice chase sequence which chases us through all the streets of the city uh, you know through really sort of slummy looking areas with lots of the you know because we've seen that the, the, the five nine hack and all the fallout is still kind of affected they're still clearing up from it and so on uh, and of course she finds something really interesting is that she catches she goes around the corner eventually and sees mr robot talking to angela which obviously makes her lose her shit she's like what the hell like she, she's in shock naturally Yes. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be interesting. Like, you know, does she tell Ellie this next episode or later this episode? You know, well, obviously, I know it's not this episode because I've seen the rest of the episode. But I'm just at this point, and I'm thinking, like, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. you know, when, when he finds out, what's his reaction to that? And we still don't really know that. We, we still have to. We can still speculate as to what his proper reaction to that will be. But um, just really, really fascinating that she gets to see that because Angela's her friend. Like, she, she, you know, they know each other. They care about each other. We've seen that in past. Yeah, episodes. they went to what was it? Yoga together. Well, more than that, they grew up together. They, they look no, 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 together. But like, I, I just yeah. meant that was the moment where we were like, "Hang on, these know each other." Exactly. Yeah, these two know these know each other. Sounds. Almost, <laughs> I was just exactly. like you're talking about people. Shut up. These know each other. Like th- these two Stop robots. Stop correcting my sentence structure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so no, this is a really cool moment. Then the loser because they go through the, the, the subway and they they end up on the uh, in a taxi cab. And she's like watching across the street, and it. I love that it's all from Darlene's perspective, and it looks proper seedy because you're looking across, and you just see you see Angela in the back of the cab just fixing her hair, but it's just it feels kind of like, oh, something yeah. maniacal's and going on. W- w- one of these was the the moment where I was like, is she gonna die this episode? Is when she looks down into the uh, you know into the subway, mm. and there's just a big massive red exit sign above her head. <laughs> oh, you thought the you thought the cinematography was signaling like, oh, like, this is her exit. Uh, I'm not as paranoid about her dying. I mean, I, I still think it's I think it's very likely that she might die by the end of the season. I'm not as paranoid that it's going to happen at any moment like you seem to be. I, I wasn't until you know this was like ten minutes after the vengeance pact. Sure, sure. Oh, as much as that was on the nose, I think it's far too on the nose for her to have her die the same episode. Uh, see, that's what I thought too. So I kind of discounted it, and then I saw that sign. I was like, "Is that it? Is this is this where she gets off, so to speak?" But the the great thing that's only dirty way you said that there, uh, but. The great thing about this argument is that I know already know I'm right because <laughs> she didn't. So she didn't. No, I, I'm just. So you, boom. You, you do it all the time. You talk about your thoughts in an episode. You know, you just did it. Like, oh, I was thinking this at the time. Oh, I, I, sure, I do, I do. But I just, I think this one is particularly stupid. So, um, <laughs> I'm picking on it. <laughs> I don't think it's stupid. This is hidden. This shows hidden many a thing in cinematography. Oh, absolutely, it has. Absolutely, it has. Uh, but that has tricked you into seeing things that are also not there, and I think that's. It, it, it I, I think that's worth mentioning. Oh, I don't know. Maybe there's merit to what you were saying. I don't know. Uh, so then we go to Tyrell. We, we, Angela's there. Mister Robot's there, uh, and Tyrell is pissed because we see Angela's looked into what Elliot was doing, and she's like, "Oh, we found him out. We know that he's doing all this with the the re- rerouting and sending things all over the country." I have a question. Has something happened to his accent? It seems slightly different this episode. Tyrell. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it was. I couldn't quite place it. He just sounded a little bit different. I didn't notice anything, but... No, maybe it was just me. His accent's always been a little bit weird, though, because it's kind of fluctuated between Swedish and American. It has, uh, but uh, this this episode, it, it seemed a little bit just, just off compared to what we usually get. Maybe it's just after having so much of it last episode. Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe a bit more attuned to it. I don't He's know. also really angry and shouting a lot in these scenes here. It's, it's all very emotional and aggressive, yeah. so... Yeah. Uh, maybe that's just what the, the key difference is. Uh, 
But yeah, I actually wrote down, this is, this is the exact phrase, because he, he, he comes over to Elliot, uh, or Mr. Robot, and he's like, oh, I believed in you, I thought you were a god, I loved you. And all I wrote down was, the honeymoon period is over. <laughs> <laughs> my note for the start of this scene, when it became clear what it was, that my first note is, uh, Tyrell be angry. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. That's what I wrote down, I, I thought of you as a god. Uh, um... And, and of course, Mister Robot is very angry when you know when when Tyrell says, "Oh, you're too weak and inferior to run this operation." I, so this is my operation now. Mister Robot gets angry and he puts him up against the wall, and he's like, "I could have pulled that trigger twice." Like this is, you know, like he, Tyrell dares question the idea that you're a liability because of the switching personalities. Like he's clearly not happy with this revelation that he's discovered over the past few weeks. Do you know the moment that really got me there? Tyrell never, you know, because we we learned that he knows that the gun wouldn't have fired it would have taken you know elliot or mr mm. robot's hand off you know it would have injured him just as much he never mentions that he doesn't go yeah yeah but you not doing that yeah uh, you know that was better for you as well yeah that's true yeah he keeps that to himself yeah i also really liked when mr robot called him a swedish scum f that that gave me a good chuckle the way he just comes out with it sure yeah uh yeah but interesting of course he starts to kind of like Freak out a lot, not freak out, but uh, like you know, like get dis- disoriented as he's as he's holding Tyrell up against the wall, and I kind of read this as it's because he's getting you know heightened emotions. The emotional impact of the scene uh, is making him flicker, and it actually brings Elliot back. And there's like a moment, of course, of like we are not sure if it is. I kind of assumed that's where it was going, but he's kind of like starting to freak out a little bit. And he's sort of standing there, all kind of in a daze. And Angela's like, "Hey, hey, tell me it's okay," and puts puts her hands on his face. Tell me it's okay. Tell me, you know, you're still here. And then she's like, no, it's not him. And she goes and gets her, her syringe, which I'm sure was making you happy. It was fine. Didn't have to see any. I can see the syringe itself. I didn't see it inside go in, so it was fine. By the way, you would love Jigsaw. <laughs> Good thing I had no plans on watching that shite anyway. <laughs> I, I haven't seen a Saw movie since like the second one. I don't even like the first one. The point why, why is, there was, there was something so... I mean, I don't think it's the worst thing I've ever seen with syringes, but it was so sort of suddenly horrific that I thought of you immediately. I thought, I need to find a way to show them this clip. Honestly, I think it's... Is it Halloween 2 that has the, the syringe in the eye? Something. Yeah, I think so, maybe, yeah. Yeah. That, uh, I'm, I'm not, uh, maybe it's not Halloween 2, but uh, there's, there's something that I've seen that in. That's the worst one. All right, all right. Uh... So yeah, so hate emotion brings him out, and of course throughout the scene as well, Angela was arguing with Tyrell, saying, "Oh, we can still do this," and he's like, "No, I mean, this we've got only got ten days. Like moving all those things to the one location in ten days is going to look suspicious. Like it's too noticeable." Yeah. Uh, and she's like, "Oh, we'll fly in stuff from the west coast because they're further away. We'll use the trucks for the east coast. We can get it done. We can do it." Uh, but he's very doubtful, of course. Uh, and like obviously Elliot, before he like passes out from the syringe, and he, he sort of notices the syringe. He's, he's only like aware for like a couple of seconds, and he's like. Tyrell? Angela? Yes, he's, he's, he sees them. That's the point. Yeah. He knows. Yeah. Whether he'll remember is a different question, but he sees yeah, like them. Like I say, it's a very daisy kind of moment where he's kind of out of it. So I, I, if they tell me next episode that he doesn't really remember this or he's kind of hazy on it, I would buy it. because It's, it's... the sort of moment I can see him forgetting, but it'll come back to him later yeah. on. It's the sort of thing where you'd buy like, If he thought it was a dream, he thought it was confusing yeah. things in his head. Like, I or, or even if he just forgets about it entirely. Like, it's such a moment where you, you might not even notice it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Until later, it's going to come up at some point. He'll remember. So we go to go to a bar, and Darlene's there. Dom comes in. This is the first time they're seeing each other since she's had to go off with Elliot for this extended period of time. And uh, 
there was a really good churchy song playing in the bar, <laughs> which I noticed immediately. Uh, so I'm pointing that out. Uh, I usually point out score, but every so often I'll point out a good song if they happen to use a use a use a good one. Um, and Darlene's thing here is that she basically wants to feel normal for for just she's like buy me a drink, Dom. I'll tell you some stuff, but buy me a drink. And she's not, you know, Dom's not happy about it. He's like, oh, fine, you get your drink. Like, here's your drink. He's like, look, I have, like, no friends. I have no social interaction because, like, she's sure I'm immune and I'm with you, but it's not really worth anything yes. because I've lost everything in my life. This is it. She's like, she's asking Dom, like, you know, like, where, where'd you grow up? How many siblings? Yeah. She she, she wants a friend. Yeah. She, asked, she wants to at least emulate the idea that she has a friend. And this, this is where I'm thinking where Dom might care if she dies as well because Dom's like, you know, she's supposed to protect her and this, just even this, even if this is kind of forced, the idea that she now sees Darlene as more of a person after yeah. like this this conversation, she sees that this is affecting her and that she connects, at least in a small way, and this will bother her because this was her job to protect her. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so yeah, she asks her these questions, you, you know, um, and I, when she brings up relationship status, she's like, oh, I was seeing someone, but they're and then whatever she said, and she's like, ah, the old pronoun game. Yeah, I experimented with that once upon a time. Um, and she's like, it's 2015. What, what's with the Cody dialogue? I like that phrase, Cody dialogue. I really yeah. like it. Especially, it's almost like a meta comment on the show because there's so much of it in code and, like, you know, hiding things from us. And yeah. it, it, even just the idea that she hides who she is, it's kind of like what Elliot does. He talks to us, the, 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 the viewer, with his honesty, but he's hiding everything from everyone else. It's almost, oh, definitely, yeah. This is almost like, here's a modern, realistic thing that actually happens where someone hides a part of themselves. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's accepted, but, you know, it just makes things easier at work. You know, the FBI, like, I don't have to worry about yeah, it just, it's just once it uncomplicated yeah and I, I think it's honestly i don't think it's about her hiding you know this specifically i think it's just showing that she doesn't fit, feel like she belongs to the fbi she's not comfortable with anyone there to talk to them oh, as yeah. a friend i don't think it's specifically that she yeah it's, it's, it's just another friend she isn't, she isn't comfortable to be friends with any of them she's we see that she's not friends with any of them like santiago right. not her partner she's not um and I think it's like it's not just the, it's not specifically that she wants to hide the fact that she's gay or bisexual or whatever. It's that she doesn't want to give any personal details out to anyone she works with. Right, and like you know, you know when when Darlene is just asking these basic questions here, and she's kind of really hesitant about answering them. And you, you can just read it as like, okay, she shouldn't be talking to Darlene like this. But honestly, I felt like she doesn't really want to talk to anyone like this. Yeah, she's, she's just not used to it. Exactly. Exactly. And of course, I also wrote down the episode's called Met- Metadata, or Metadata, whatever you want to pronounce it. And Elliot, you obviously said that earlier on, like, that's how he, he tracked them, because you have metadata. Anytime someone has a photo, you know, has a photograph on their phone, it has metadata, which tells you what type of camera was used, what type of phone it was, so on and so on. And I like the idea that here, this is, this is her metadata. She, yeah, it's she, the, the background information. Exactly, and that's kind of what everyone in the show has. Everyone has this this hidden self, and we all kind of had our, have have our hidden self. And it's you know it does that a lot where it'll take a computer concept or a coding concept and apply it to as an analogy for something else in life. But it was really singing to me here the idea of these hidden like you know the personal side of her coming out. That's the metadata. Um, yeah, people are hiding, not being themselves, not being their true selves and honest. Kind of like how Darlene's being with Elliot. She has to... I mean, the funny thing with Darlene, though, is that it's maybe a bit more complicated because she has kind of been herself with Elliot. She's got this hidden agenda, sure, but you feel but like this is the truer... Genuine, yeah, yeah this, is, this is true feelings and emotions she's giving with them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and eventually she's like, you know, okay, I'll help you. I've got an, a lead, an ID that I want to do. She didn't tell her anything. She didn't tell her what she saw or any of that. 
I can help you, I can find out stuff, I can lead you to Tyrell, but I need to do it my way, no wires or anything like that. And she's like, no, nah, no way. And she's like, well, tough titties, which I love that phrase. I loved it already, but uh, I, I enjoy it hearing it on a TV a show. Phrase, yeah. That's a great phrase. Um, uh, it was a favourite of mine uh, in high school, was uh, tough titties when you you were like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, So it's classic. Uh, she's like, no, we're doing this my way. If you want this done, we do it my way. And again, this idea that Dom might actually trust that uh, Darlene a bit more as well and let her get, give her the, the free range to do this because yeah. the funny thing is is that in this episode she has accomplished more in terms of getting information than she has yeah, any time with Dom I mean she makes a point of saying no your way nearly got us caught Elliot kind of came to the safe house and nearly busted all of us hmm. your way isn't working exactly and Dom doesn't really argue it that hard she's like okay fair and enough she was with them on her own for like a day day and a half and she found out that Angela's working with them and that Tyrell's probably directly involved and what Elliot might be doing is Mr. Robot. Like she's, she's had way more information. She's had way more success in such a yeah. short span of time. That's how long it took. Yeah. The FBI don't know about Mr. Robot, do they? No, no. They, they just think it's Elliot. They just think it's one person. Yeah, yeah, just checking that. I mean, I can see at some point Darlene maybe telling them to try and, try and save him almost. I, I think Dom will... Like I say, I fully believe eventually Dom and Elliot are going to team up. She'll know by then. She'll find out whether it's before they team up or she'll find out whilst they're teaming up is another question. Oh, okay. No, I'm with you. But she'll find out at some point along that along that line. Yeah, no, makes sense. I just uh, looking forward to that. Yeah, no. Uh, so that's been a great scene. Like, I feel like there's a lot of scenes in this that were just two people talking, but they were so riveting because of the ideas they were exploring and, and bringing up. And Yeah, I think out of, you know, the obviously last episode was a bit of a different one because it was yeah. you know, the, the separate story, but out of the, the other three... I feel this is maybe the least eventful, but it had just so many interesting conversations. Yeah, I, th- I think this has the best emotion out of... Yeah, I think it has the best emotion out of the three episodes, not counting episode three, because that was so different and separate. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, so th- then we go to Tyrell and Irving, and uh, I-, I actually noted down, because I realised what he meant after he said it, so I, I wrote down a little definition... Because Tyrell's like, hey, we've only got 10 days and this is going to be hard to get all this stuff in the one building and blah, 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 blah. And Irving says, oh, that sounds like a, a YP and not an MP. And it took me a second, but I'm like, ah, that sounds like a you problem and not a me problem. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, very good, Irving. Very good. <laughs> I'm hit with the acronyms. See, my real problem was I, 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 it took me a moment because MP is a, is a musical term. What does MP mean in musical context? Quiet-ish. <laughs> oh, super so it's not, specific. It's not, it's not quiet, but it's like it's it's not it's it's quite it's below average, but it's not quiet yet. This is why I hate the music music in high school. Some of the terminology was so wishy-washy. It is because because you have you've got like MP, which is like it's a little bit quiet, and then you got P, which is quiet, and then you. Know, PP, which is very quiet, but they're all context dependent. It's like, well, what? How did you not giggle in school when you'd start me? Like, oh, this is PP. That's this section's PP. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I just got immune to it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got over it at a young age, I'm sure. <laughs> PP. Yeah, let's play the PP section. Uh, I don't know. I think when, I'm, when, it, when you're learning that at like six, it loses its appeal by eight. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, I played guitar. There was no PP nonsense. 
<laughs> when you were playing guitar. You you played loud or very loud. There was no <laughs> there was no no quiet. There is if you, there is if you play it properly. <laughs> I'm joking. Obviously, it was quiet. I don't know if there was yeah. PP quiet though. It's it, it, it's such like you said though. It's very wishy washy. It's all context. It's like well, yeah. What what's quiet and what's a bit quiet? Exactly. Like it's it's all relative. Like if I was just listening to something very loud, then everything sounds quiet. <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyway, so I, I then noticed down as well that Irving's like, oh, yeah, after this, we're going on vacation. I could use some time to finish my book. That cracked me up. I just I had a little I, giggle. I like the idea that he's just been working on it for ages. Yeah, I also, because basically he's complaining about Elliot. Oh, he's not who I thought I was, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I actually wrote down relationship issues. Because that's what yes. it sounds like. It sounds a like they've been married. A bit of a domestic. Yeah, a bit of a domestic. That's the exact thing I was thinking. And, you know, obviously uh, Irving's like, no, maybe, like, you're the god, you know, and that's what you know. That's what he says to Tyrell. He's like, oh, maybe after last time, maybe he's not the important one. Maybe you're the important one. You can still do this. You can achieve this. And again, I wrote down Irving's buttering him up. This is the sell. This is the pitch. This is him. You know, this is him with the mug again and like telling him whatever he needs to hear to get the job done. Exactly. That's what it is. It's like, he, he, I like the idea that he doesn't even listen. He's not even paying attention to whatever mm. Tyrell says. He's just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Just, just get it done. Uh, especially when Tyrell's like, all right, you need to, you know, the the, the camera that was using to watching the baby, uh, that's not been active for a little while. They must have changed their system. Uh, get a message to Joanna for me. I want to see her. Uh, you know, arrange a plan. We'll go, we'll go to Ukraine because they don't extradite to the US, uh, all that nonsense. And I'm like, obviously he doesn't know. And obviously we know the FBI have not put it public. They, we actually intentionally saw that they kept it quiet. But I feel like Irving does know. And I feel like Irving is just kind of like, well, yeah, that's it. We know they've got the man inside who of course, can yeah. Santiago, tell them yeah. these things because that's relevant to, well, they've got Tyrell, they, they want to know this information. And it's, it's actually proof retroactively for the previous few lines of dialogue that, no, he's just saying what he needs to hear right now. Because oh, absolutely. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pass that on. Uh, and then, of course, Tyrell specifically says, yeah, she's been very quiet the last few weeks. She's gone dark. Make sure she's okay. And I'm like, oh, what's he going to do when he finds out? Yeah, yeah. I can see it going either way, though. Like I, I, I can see him kind of just spiraling into despair, or madness, and you know, rage. Oh, it's madness! My money's on madness. Yeah. I, I see. I see rage. Uh, maybe he thinks it's the dark army. I, I don't know. Maybe he takes it out on them. Uh, which is actually the final thing he says here. I need one more thing to. Because he's like, oh, I've got it. I can do this. We can do this. And we don't know what the solution is. We know that he figures it out because they send a text to Angela later on saying, oh, we're on. We'll we'll make yeah. the date. Uh, but he's like, the one last thing I need is I need the full power of the Dark Army. And that's where we end that scene. Very ominous. It really is, isn't it? Very, very ominous. I don't know exactly what that means, but it's very ominous. So then we go over to Angela, uh, who's on the phone to Price. And but one of the things she had to do, of course, is to make sure Elliot couldn't keep interfering with everything when he's awake <laughs> at work so he's basically hey do me a favor boss can you fire elliot can you fire fire this new guy this, this is actually more severe than i expected from her because she says i'll make sure he gets his clearance revoked hmm. and i thought she just meant in relation to the shipping things like okay elliot doesn't need to deal with that you know i'll just make sure you know pull him back a level or two yeah yeah i i think it's really just a case of though she got on the job so she's just going to get rid of it now it's like it's not like he even really wanted to work there i mean she kind of manipulated him into it yeah, no, that's true. You know? But he, he kind of is happy. Not happy, but he's happy it's useful. Yeah, yeah, sure. I didn't uh, mean happy he's working there, because obviously not. And we see how her relationship with Price has evolved, because she's 
Like, like I can't tell you my reasons. Just know that they're just. They're very personal, and it has to happen. Uh, and he's like, "Oh, are you sure about this? This is drastic. Are you sure about this choice? Like, can we talk about why this is happening?" It's like. I'm serious. Like, you can either decline this or you can accept the, the request and, you know, if you give me this favour, I'll owe you one. She says that. And yeah, she says, and you know how useful that can be. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Um, what else is she doing on the side to, like... I, I, I'm well, not... well, that's it. Like, she, she insinuates she's already proven her worth. Yeah. So I'm like, what, what sort of, like, weird jobs is she doing off books that, you yeah. know, behind what, what closed What value doors? does she have that we don't realise? Yeah, and I realised I made that sound kind of sexual. I didn't mean to. I don't think it's anything like that at all. I, I, think I don't think it is either. Yeah, but I, yeah, I know. It sounds purely like she's, you know, not a hitman, but the idea that she's doing something illegal for him. Yeah, she's doing something extra. That's, yeah. And whatever she's doing, she's good at. Yeah, so um, so she repeats, but I'm not telling you what this is. So, and I, I noted this, thing. He, he says to her back, he says, just to, just to make really sure, he says, this is your request he, he specifies he really emphasizes the word your i've underlined it twice yeah. he says this is your request and she's like it is and like, consider it done and i'm like interesting yes it's like okay he knows that people might be pulling her strings and he's gone it, it's it's almost the implication that if, if if this had come from the dark army he'd have said no but does he know that it's it's uh she's connected to that in any way I don't know. I, I, I don't think so. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, the the end of last season, we got that post credit scene of him meeting Zhang. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they were all in that big you know house, and they were all kind of getting together. So maybe he knows more than we think. Maybe he's kind that was of season on one, this. though. Was that season one? Yeah, that was the post credit scene of season one. I'm, I'm mixing it up. So season two. Way, season two is Leon showing up to uh, Mobley and uh, Trent. Oh, you're right. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just thinking maybe he's you know more aware of all these things than we think in terms of the Dark Army stuff. Sure. Although, I mean, yeah, maybe the reason why he says it, though, is not that he, he knows she's working with him. It's just based on the threat that Zhang made about her in the previous yeah. episode. Because that doesn't sound like to him that she would be working for them, necessarily. He, no, he no. Zhang just sort of makes this this threat. Oh, I, you know, I met that, 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 that girl who works for you. Oh, yeah, big eyes, blah, blah, blah. Uh, no, that's true. I, I wonder if it's just the idea that if it's her request, there's there's no one that it can piss off. It's just yeah. something that's her personal thing. Whereas if it's oh this if this is coming from somewhere else, then you know this could impact things and it puts her in more danger. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It may just be simply yeah, he's concerned based on that threat. It could be that simple. Yeah. Uh, so she goes out into the room and Mister Robot's there and she's like, "Is it you?" And he's like, "It's me." <laughs> he's just he's just annoyed. He's like, yeah, it's me. Shut up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they get a text. Tyrell's figured out some way to you know pull it off, pull phase two off. Uh, and that, that's basically it. I mean, Mister Robot's basically just worried about Elliot. He's going to screw this up. You know, he comes back during the day. You know, what's he going to do? And she's like, I'll handle it. You know. Yeah, and and he points out that well, he saw you. Yeah. It's like yeah, I'll I'll just you know maybe he won't remember it or maybe you know I'll tell him something that explains it in some weird way. And she says, you know, going to keep him here for a couple of days. Mm. You know, to keep him out of the FBI's way, basically. Mm. It's really funny, actually, in this, this episode. It's, like, it's literally Darlene's working with Elliot and Angela's working with Mr. Robot. It's kind of... Yeah. It's kind of funny. Uh, so then our final sort of chunk of the episode, um, our final little moment of the episode, is Darlene packs up her stuff in the, the empty apartment 
Uh, but before she leaves, she puts the, the Polaroid that she got out of her wallet at the start. Because I, I didn't mention at the start, but they actually make a point of not showing you what it is. Yeah. Uh, but it's the photo she took from uh, from, from before. It's you know it's the one from the sitcom episode set that are actually kids in the photo. Because obviously, it's the real photo. <laughs> yes, yeah, because they weren't actually a sitcom. Yeah. Um, and she puts that back. And that's kind of... It's kind of, and it's kind of like her. She's, she's putting that there and she's leaving... Like she had her day with Elliot, and she's leaving that behind because she knows nothing's ever going to be the same again once she pulls this off. If she if she yeah, does pull it off, and, and it's the idea as well. Like if she, if she does die, because she's worried about dying, that's clear. And it's like if she does, she wants to make sure Elliot's got this memory of a mm. presumably a better time. It's touching. Like, that's, that's what I'm saying. I think the the core thing that really drives this episode for me is their relationship and all these little moments they have where she's scared of them, then she's not. They have this touching moment where they sort of hug each other, the vengeance pack, all this stuff, all of it like works for me because uh, I care about both of them. Um, and mm. Good sort of stuff. So, uh, so no, uh, another, another solid episode of Mr. Robot. Definitely. Aren't, aren't they, they pretty much all? They, they pretty much all are, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just kind of waiting because obviously there's always those two or three very key, like specific episodes that everyone's like, oh, we have to talk about this. This was insane. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's always you know maybe maybe two thirds into the season though. I'd argue the first one kind of was. I feel like the revelation that Angela was working with Mister Robot was on that level, but obviously you know that's helped the new status quo. We've been in it. I'm kind of I'm waiting for just that that bomb. You're waiting drop. for the the kicker. Yeah. Uh, and that's not a complaint to say that nothing's happening because it is. Uh, I've been enthralled. Yeah, yeah. What is happening is definitely interesting, but it hasn't had that, you know, that big moment where everything changes. I have no doubt it's coming, though. Yeah, it always has, it doesn't it? It always does. So uh, that is episode four of season three of Mister Robot. Let us know what you think of it in the uh, the old comments below. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fudge for channel updates. If you want to support the channel, head over to patreon.com slash TV. You can do that over there. Uh, keep us going. But otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla? <laughs>